Friendshipping is proud to partner with Multitude for some sweet ads. And this podcast episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. Visit BetterHelp.com friendshipping. That's better, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp.com friendshipping. And join the over one, was that a million? That's a million. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah wow. I had to count yeah. the zeros for a minute. Yeah, yeah, I was like, one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Join the over one million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for friendshipping listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash friendshipping. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is friendship in the workplace. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen, this week we are going to be talking about friendship in the workplace, and you and I were coworkers for quite a long time, and that's part of how our friendship blossomed and bloomed. And obviously we have this show together and we wrote a book together. So we've worked together a lot. But then this question, the asker wants to not be friends with coworkers. And what we're going to do, I think, this is just a guess, is tell them they can do that. Yes, I, I think that is what we're going to do. We're going to tell them you don't have to be close to your coworkers. You just have to be nice. That's really it. You have to be, you know, relatively nice. Um, and that's that's about it. <laughs> All right. We'll wrap up the show, everybody. Uh, we're done. We're done here. Well, this has been Friendshipping. <laughs> that is a question at Friendshipping Podcast. No, we, we will go into more detail and we'll have some scripts um, for, for people to use when you're trying to explain that you like someone. You're just a little more reserved. Um, and, you know, those people exist. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wild. <laughs> Jen. Tell me, because we haven't caught up, tell me about about you. You have a lot going on in your corner of the world. I do. I, I will. In my little corner of Chicago, I like to venture out a couple times a day, avoid all the dog poop, because this is dog <laughs> poop season here in Chicago. Because the snow melted and it revealed the treasure below. <laughs> yes, the snow melted and revealed um, that that every single person who owns a dog except me has not been cleaning up their dog poop. I'm the only one who's responsible in this oh, whole city, apparently. <laughs> You're really holding it together for us here in Chicago. I know. Dan. You know I what? It. I know. Thank you. Speaking of dogs, you know, we moved. And uh, one of the best parts about moving was uh, discovering, like, the new animals of the neighborhood, including this rabbit, this bunny rabbit that lives across the street, who seems to be thriving because across the street is a little fenced-in garden, um, like garden store. Most of the garden-y plant stuff is, like, outside. And every night we watch this rabbit just go uh, <laughs> hog wild in this garden store. That's and so I'm really great. happy for her. I, I know. I, sus I suspect by the end of summer she will be quite large. Like a, like, a, like a mega bunny. Oh, I would love that. Oh, my God. If she becomes the size of, like, a dog by the end of summer, nothing would make me happier. 
it's like a Teenage Mutant Turtle, uh, Ninja Turtles, uh, <laughs> Secret of the Ooze situation. It's just like she's just going to become herself, but so much more of herself. I'm just, I, I didn't intend to tell this story. It's just what was in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I had absolutely no plans to talk about this on the show. It's just I've been thinking about that bunny, especially because my dog, Mavi, seems pretty intent on um, and ending ending her. But I will not allow that <laughs> oh, to happen. No. I will not allow Mavi to get near this bunny. I promise that. Oh, um, keep Mavi on literally and figuratively a short leash. But um, <sighs> good work. I'm Dad. thinking of you, bunny. Um, this episode is for you. If you're listening, um, I hope you're having a nice day over there. <laughs> I can't even transition out of that. I'm so delighted <laughs> by where that went. Jen. Okay. I'm this just... is what happens when I don't have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to start by saying how happy I am with the bunny story. And I'm going to follow that up with uh, our mutual friend, Henry, has been texting me pictures and videos of his girlfriend's bunny. And just uh, yesterday morning, he texted me a video of Alfie eating like a a delicious leafy looking situation. And, And he said, in a Beatles voice, here comes the bun. Do, 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 do. <laughs> and, uh, and it's been in my head ever since. And so when you oh started talking God. about the bunny, I was just like, it's all coming together. My life is only bunny now. I cannot believe you were able to come up with an anecdote to match mine. That is incredible. You are you are so good. And so is Alfie. I love you, Alfie. I think it was mostly coincidence, but I'll take the credit anyway, Jen. Thank you. Uh, the thing I did want to tell you about is I think I think I mentioned on the show before that I'm moving to Texas. If you didn't know that, well, now now you do. And I I have a mixed bag of emotions about it. You know, I'm going to miss Chicago. I'm excited for a change of pace. Um, but blah, blah, blah. What's important here is that uh, I hate the sun and there is so much of the sun in Texas. <laughs> like, like that's like where the sun comes from, this fucking Texas. So as this becomes more real, because we're moving sometime before June and it's March now. So, I mean, like we've got some time to figure this out. But in order to kind of like make myself at peace with how much sun. So I did a little bit of capitalism at the problem. Like I got some good sunglasses and I got some good sunscreen. Oh, I actually got two different sunscreens to see which one I like better because I'm, I'm going ham on sunscreens. I'm oh, yeah. going to get a big floppy like just killed my husband straw hat. Uh, and <laughs> uh, and I've been changing many of my pants into shorts because I, that is that is. Oh, snip, snip. I'm doing a little snip, snip and a little sew. So, uh, yeah, like it's funny. I've just been mending shit for for like a couple of days. Like, like I'll chop it up, mend it back together. And now I got me a pair of shorts. And also <laughs> this I'm a little bit embarrassed about, which is why I want to say it on the show, because I, I think it's funny. This is so unlike me, but I got like a a little like tube of sunless tanner because I was like, I'm going to feel really, I I just want to take every possible thing out of the way that might make me not wear shorts. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to even feel a small amount uncomfortable about wearing shorts. And I think that people with pale legs wearing shorts is totally fine. But, you know, there's this like ingrained you are woman and you must do everything uh, exactly. to look perfect yep. all the time. I mean, that will never leave me no no matter where I am on my gender journey. So, yeah. So it's funny. I, I put some on like last night and I woke up today and I could completely forgotten. And I couldn't figure out what the fuck Ooh. was wrong. 
So like, oh God, I'm changing colors. I was, no, I thought it was the lighting. So I was going from room to room, like looking at, and, and honestly, Jen, look, you can see, like I have not changed color very much at all, but I'm going from room to room, like, like, like looking in the sunlight, looking at another, like what happened? Ah, no, I have a glorious sunless tan. So that's my update is um, I've just been doing some bodily experimenting, I suppose. And I, I don't blame you for 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 getting that, man, especially this time of year. To be clear, I do not notice this in other people. Same. I only notice it in myself because that's the way it goes. It's exactly right. I'll put on some shorts to work out and I'll look down at my legs and be like, oh, oof, wow, that's a that's a I'm translucent. Right. I became translucent this winter. That's interesting. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't blame you at all for doing something. And sunless like that, that tanner stuff is so. I mean, it's the best alternative to like actually a tanning bed. Right. Can you believe that was a thing? Yeah. Is a thing? Woof. People sit. They actually literally put themselves. I did this once in high school. I don't know. Me too. Like, I did it once too. I think everybody like born between the years of like, I, I want to say 55 and 93, you've, if you've probably experimented with a tanning bed. And holy shit, Jen, do you want me to tell you a gross story about a nipple real quick? Yes, of course. Okay, so listeners, obviously, content warning, um, nipple, and <laughs> and and a small amount of of carnage. So I was in the play Steel Magnolias in high school. It was a community theater production, and the director was very tan all of the time, and she liked me a lot. I'm not sure entirely why. And we talked like just a little bit. We we're like shooting the shit about like her like, jobs that she's had or whatever. And she told me a story. About a woman with a nipple ring who, uh, so, 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 so the director was uh, managing a, like a, like a, a tanning place. And this lady came in with her nipple ring and she closed the, the thing oh, too no. close oh, on no. herself. Yep. Yep. And her <laughs> oh, nipple no. ring got stuck in the fucking tanning bed. And, <gasps> and it didn't like rip off or something crazy like that. Okay. Like she was just like fucking stuck. And so they had to like turn it off and they'd like take out the, the, the light bulbs and stuff. And like, oh, I do, no. I do believe that she may have ended the story with some nipple damage. I can't quite remember that because every time I tell this story, it's a, like a little more like blurry. But I just feel like that's an important danger to relay. It's not just UV ray damage, everybody. You got to guard your boobies. You got to keep the titties on lock, I suppose, is what one might say about oh, that. I'm like literally God, grabbing add, my own boobs. I'm so worried about this. Add this to the list of things to worry about. <laughs> no. Not that, I, not, that, not that there's a high chance of me going near a tanning bed anytime in the rest of my life. Uh, yeah. But. I'm still going to worry about this happening. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And also, like, you know, you're, oh, okay. you're welcome because now you'll be so much safer. <laughs> hey, knowledge is power. Speaking of the hazards of jobs, um, <laughs> let how about the question? Do you want to? Oh, I, oh, I'm reading it. It's your turn. Oh, yeah, it's your oh, turn. I'd love to do it, do it. it, do it, do it. And this person seems very nice and likes and seems to like us a lot, which is why I'm very excited to read this. <laughs> We don't usually keep those compliments, but boy, do we read them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Dear friendshipping, I have a question about friendship and friendliness in the workplace. I've hit a year working at this nonprofit, and when I took this job, I had a good feeling about my supervisors and the energy they had. They were warm and friendly, and I was very direct in asking what their work culture was like. I was told they got along like a dysfunctional family, quote, quote. Spoiler alert. I should have believed them when they told me that. Everyone is nice and they know each other's business and they are so friendly with each other that there's a blurring of boundaries. 
I've learned from previous jobs to not pour my personal feelings into my work and to maintain some distance. But I know I can come off as aloof and not as much as a team player like everyone else. I like my job, but it's just a job to me. However, I'm worried that my personality and how I act at work will cause concern. I had my supervisor tell me once that they felt bad that I didn't talk as much and that I was always welcome to. Well, I do whenever I have a question or a concern, and I'm generally friendly, but I do better one-on-one as opposed to a group. So I'm not sure how to demonstrate that I'm really fine. I'm just super quiet. Help? Uh, Pronouns she, her. P.S. I'm still thinking about the episode about the book club. I am seething on the asker's behalf. I Same. <laughs> God, I haven't stopped thinking about the book club. I mostly haven't stopped thinking about the book club episode just because, like, our friends have been texting me about it still. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we've gotten some really uh, lovely and funny tweets of people also being extremely angry on the asker's behalf. Right. And I hope, asker out there, you're able to enjoy those. <laughs> Totally. Because, oh, man. Don't feel bad about it either, Asker, from from book club. Like, like okay, so this, so I'm just going to go through how the, I would have processed this. If I, w- if yes, I complained yes. about something and a bunch of people agreed with me, I would be like, oh, my God, no, I promise it's not that bad. Ah! Don't do that. Okay, just 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 enjoy it and know that you are correct and and leave that fucking book club oh god yeah enjoy the rare phenomenon of a bunch of people being nice to you on the internet yeah absolutely it's anonymous obviously but go to our twitter asker if you haven't go to at do friendship and just see who has responded to us about that because you will probably feel a lot better all right anyway so being quiet at work some people are just quiet and that really should be okay Man, I wish and I hope that your supervisor and, and the people in charge realize that people have different personalities, different levels of comfort. Some people are shy or some people aren't shy. They're just quiet. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't consider myself a very shy person, but certainly in groups, I can I can be quiet. Like, it's just I don't know. You know, Jen, I feel somewhat the opposite. Like, I I really love being alone. I would consider myself quiet only in that like I am very you know introverted and I like being alone but when I'm in a group I fucking love being the center of attention <laughs> like super do so like I I feel opposite of the asker at work I am often way too talkative I'm I'm usually like the one who people are just like okay we get it you have opinions <laughs> but you want to know what fuck <laughs> you my opinions are great anyway so uh this asker I understand feeling this way and I absolutely feel like it's I think it's It's not out of the ordinary that your supervisors and your coworkers have a vibe that they have been sticking to. And because you're not fitting into that vibe, it doesn't surprise me that like it sticks out to them. You know, it's just because you're odd man out. I think that it might be time to just give them a little bit more explanation. I mean, you said really clearly in your question, like some really excellent words that you could just say out loud to your boss. We'll get into scripts in a minute. But let's talk about also what to definitely not say to your boss. Right, right. So you said this is just a job to me. And that is totally okay. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's so okay to feel that. Preferable, in fact. (laughs) Yeah, your job does not need to be more than a job. We just um, don't say that (laughs) at work. (laughs) Um, Even though some people there will agree with you and understand uh, that that will... 
I mean, there's going to be there'll probably be consequences to saying something like that because it'll be it'll be taken as negative as opposed to just like truthful and, and honest. Right. It's not a bad thing to think. It's not a bad thing to feel. And in fact, it's not even a bad thing to say. But your workplace has demonstrated that that is not how they feel. And when we're talking capitalism and you like this job and you don't want to have any friction, um, you just got to keep that one sentence under your hat. You know, again, it, I think that it is the preferable way even to approach any job. But because it's not the status quo, it eh, fucking sucks. You kind of kind of keep that to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You can't say things like, wow, you're all really loud <laughs> right. or like. Or, wow, this is a weird family I'm in. Actually, that one's kind of sweet. Maybe they will like that. I don't know. Yeah, just, you know, like, it's so okay to feel this way and think of these things. Just careful how you explain yourself. Um, And like like Trin said, we have some scripts for that. Yeah. And let's start with this, the the script of something I just thought of right now, which is, so they talk, they say we're like a dysfunctional family. What if you, like, give yourself a role? Like, you are, like, the creepy uh, aunt who lives (laughs) in a cave down the street and, you know, just visits on occasion to check on the garden. That that would be my description of myself. I'm sure that there are other things that you could do. Like, I don't know, um, like you are uh, the the long distance cousin who, uh, you know, just is a little bit goth, kind of like that uh, kid. Or the goth teen. The, yeah. Say you're the goth, the goth teen, teen who likes time in her room. <sighs> That's really great. Yeah. And like make it, you know, like add some warmth and humor when you explain yourself, um, because really you, you don't have to explain yourself totally. and you shouldn't need to. The fact that you are quiet is like, it's fine. There's nothing inherently wrong with this. We just want you to feel better about when you say that out loud. Right. And I think it's also like their expectations at this job are unreasonable. I think it is unreasonable to be like everybody has to be part of this dysfunctional family. And I'm not thinking it doesn't sound from the question and it doesn't sound just from a base reading of the situation that like your job is in jeopardy or something like that. But it is clear that you want things to be a little bit smoother. So that's one way to do it. And there are other ways. Um, uh, and those ways are lies. And <laughs> I think that <laughs> I think it's OK to lie in capitalism unless you're lying to like a regulatory body. I think it's really OK to lie at work. <laughs> oh, I know. And we we often advocate for white lies on this show. I don't know. I just I think they make they make life easier for everyone involved. I have a hard time saying that a little white lie is bad. Yeah. So let's start with this one, which is like, it's mostly true. Um, This is just the way I am. I think it's great how close everyone is, but I'm just a more reserved person. So like the lie part of this is that like, you know, maybe you are friendlier with people who are outside of work, but the person who you are at work is reserved. And that's who we are describing to them. And you don't think it's great how close people are, but you do want to express the fact that like that's so cool with you. The vibe that they've got going. Great. Keep going. But just let me have mine, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you can point that out if it makes you comfortable. You can say like, you know, we all have different personalities here. And it's it's really nice that you're able to accept me a quieter person. Yes. Um, one time to, one time I had this conversation with someone. It wasn't at work. It was at like one of the like a networking event. And one person wanted to introduce me to actually uh, Tim Kaine, Hillary, uh, Hillary the, old, the old Hillary's vice president. Yeah, I, he was at this event because I was at this event. I don't know. It was it was a weird thing. This is, um, this is intense. Please continue. He was very kind. He, yeah, Wait, he was very you kind. Met, so you met him. I did. I did. He was very kind. Um <laughs> 
And uh, it was brief and sweet, and we talked about whiskey because um, I was in charge of the cocktails at this event, a job I volunteered for because I wanted to drink there. And I was like, I'll handle the wicker. I love it. <laughs> um, so, we ta- yeah, it was really nice. But someone, some very sweet host of the event was like, can I please introduce you to the senator? And I went, oh, God, no. <laughs> like, and it's, it's not that I didn't want to meet him. It's just that I didn't want to meet him. Like, right. I, I literally said the words, oh, no, I'm too shy for that. Uh, and the thing is, I'm not, I don't consider myself a shy person. I just lied and said I was. Right. Um, and then in this case, the person uh, lovingly ignored me and did introduce me to him. <laughs> and it was fine. It, it was not nearly as is uh, embarrassing as I thought it would be. Uh, and it's also just Tim Kaine. Like, I mean, like, of all the in re- in milquetoast Democrats. Of all the, <laughs> of all the totally white bread, uh, glass of milk politicians out there, he's fine. It's fine yeah. to meet him. Anyway, I just, that's my story about saying I was shy, even though I'm not really shy. I just wanted to get out of something. Yeah. So you can do that. And, you, and it's not dishonest because I'm shy in this moment is also accurate. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, yeah. And I, I like the I'm glad people are accepting of me despite the fact I'm quiet. I like that, Jen. Like just kind of like giving the, giving people a compliment always makes things go. People love that. Yeah. Like, like so this is a total lie. But hey, co-workers, boss, it's great how people respect my space. I feel so much more comfortable when I have a little solitude at work. And I know that's not how things usually go here, but I appreciate the accommodation. So all of this is lies uh, because I don't think they're respecting your space probably to the degree that you want. And uh, they are not being very accommodating. But sometimes when you like kind of compliment and thank someone for it, it does clue them in on that's what you want. And it sucks that in capitalism, we have to tiptoe this much, you know, but it's your fucking job. So we're not taking any chances here. That's why we are couching all this in, in many delicious lies. (laughs) <laughs> you know, the thing your boss said about, they said, they felt bad that I didn't talk as much or that I was always welcome to. I can see that being a horror story yeah. or a genuinely nice thing your boss was saying. I really think it could be either way, depending on this person. And only you know that because they could genuinely be trying to let you know that, hey, if you need something, you can talk to me and blah, blah, blah. But also it's it's capitalism. So like my hope is that it's somewhere in the, like they in a clumsy way. We're trying to let you know it's okay to talk more. Yeah. But I hope they didn't keep that up and pressure you. And I hope it doesn't come up often. Um, anyway, what I'm what I'm getting at here is if that does come up again, you can say, don't worry, I will come to you if I need anything or if I feel unheard. I'm just quiet. It's just my personality. You know, like you can you can make a couple assurances to calm them down. Yeah. Like you literally said in your question, like you can say the words that you put in your question to us. I always come to you when I have a question or concern. I'm generally friendly, but I just do better one on one as opposed to a group. I really am fine. I am just super quiet. Those were your words and they are so reasonable and true. And I I think that if that's the language that you feel comfortable with, then like fucking go for it, dude, because like that is very safe, very clear, and it should be respected. I don't know what the next step would be after it's not respected, but like uh, email us and let us know and we'll go over that. Yeah, because it's so reasonable. And like, that's your thesis and stick to it. OK, don't feel like you need to dig in and explain yes. more like a dissertation. You just repeat yourself. You just say, oh, I'm just quiet and say it. Say it like it's no big deal because it is no big deal. It's no big deal that you're more quiet or at least it shouldn't be. If you are looking to change your behavior, your words, you said you, you're worried about being aloof. So if you're worried about that, we can talk a little bit more how some smallish ways you can maybe change your behavior even though we're not advocating for that. Um, I'm just coming from a place of I have come across as aloof before. It's because I have I have resting angry face. I just do. <laughs> I always have. And I for a long time, I had bad posture. 
<laughs> and that uh, it just makes my body language like close in on itself. So I know that I've come across as aloof when I don't mean to be, and I have to actively fight. It's just you know I'm a I'm a it's just I'm just a shy weird Midwesterner, so I have to fight <laughs> that a little bit. Um, Jen, uh, hold on, I can't leave that there. I want to say that you are very <laughs> you are very polite, and you can be very reserved. And uh, I have known you to be a uh, you can adjust yourself to the situation. And uh, I think that people have a hard time adjusting themselves to you because people fucking suck. You're great. Anyway, oh, please thank you. Please continue, though. I'm sorry. Thank you. Just... You know what I said? Uh, what I said? Like, I'm aloof. I'm quiet. I just pictured that one time that uh, <laughs> you filmed me doing like cartwheels around the office. <laughs> It's like, you know, it really it really depends on the it does. setting. It does. Do you remember the time we'd made a vine of like I was making coffee and then I radioed you in and you like somersaulted into the coffee area? That was great. Not everybody can have a, that at work and not everybody should have that at work. It's really okay. That's so true. Sorry. Continue <sighs> okay. about changing your behavior if, if you want to. You were on a roll. Yeah. If you just want to, you know, check yourself a little, um, check your body language. I'm not going to tell you to smile. I'm not going to be the person that does that, but something to keep in mind. See, check what your face is doing on your Zoom, um, which, I, again, I don't like giving this advice, but it's worthwhile. And, you know, ask questions. If you don't like talking about yourself, ask questions and then ask a few follow-up questions. Like, dial up your, your curiosity. I'm a curious person, which is just a nicer way of saying I'm pretty nosy. <laughs> you can ask people more than just how was your weekend. Hey, did you ever end up watching that movie? Or what are you what are you binge watching right now? Like you could you could ask you can have a couple questions ready in your pocket that make you if you're worried about seeming disinterested or unfriendly, you can have a couple questions ready. If you feel more comfortable chatting on on Slack or Gmail or or email or whatever whatever you use at work, um, do that. Keep it short and sweet. Uh, you know these don't need to be personal deep conversations. They can be things like, Hey, I heard your cat was sick. Um, how's that going? Or you know you can you can keep it light but a little personal. Like, TJF, guys. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Happy hour, am I right? Keep it as generic and corporate as you possibly can. Right. Be like, is it beer o'clock or what? <laughs> <laughs> I love this job and capitalism. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I had one more thought. So they said they've, this, she said she's been at this job for a year. Oh, yeah, a year. Um, and a year feels like a long time. But in some ways, it's not, you know, like I had a, I just, a therapist or a, I can't remember who told me this, that it takes at least six months to get used to a job, at least. And if you're anything like me, you should triple that. <laughs> you should triple that timeline. So, yeah, like if you feel a little out of the loop right now, like a little bit like not one of the fam, time will probably also help this. Absolutely. So, like, I guess the in conclusion here is. Tell people how you're feeling. And and you can do that in ways that are non-confrontational and are not like, you know, a danger to your workplace or a danger to the to the, the, the vibe that's going. And again, like you can be honest or you can lie. It's fine. It's a job. Nobody cares. And if you want to change your behavior, there are little subtle things that you can do. Just saying have a good weekend, um, checking your body language. But you absolutely don't have to do it at all. That is not something you have to do, but it's available at your disposal to, to test out. Ask her, the way that you are is not wrong. You are, I think, having the more uh, healthy look on your workplace uh, than anybody else at your company, is would be my opinion. Um, <laughs> right. but, but you're right that 
when you are the odd man out in a job personality wise, sometimes you have to do a little bit of extra work and which fucking sucks and isn't fair. Um, but this is the work that we think would be probably the most productive. When you all return to the office, bring in donuts or something. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> man, Jen, people returning to offices like like Biden thinks it's happening. I know. Like I, I know someone. Uh, I want to someone I know said their office said July one for them. That's wild to think about, isn't it? It really is. My partner is returning to an office on June 1st. And, you know, in my opinion, I would rather the work from home situation be available for people. I feel like we've proven over these many, many months that many jobs can be done from home without like any negative uh, ramifications on the amount of work that you do. And like, man, I, I I believe in vaccines. I believe in science. And I believe that, you know, this is this is what's going to help us get out of this. But there is a huge part of me that like barely believes that that's possible and like achievable. You know, like, how are you feeling? It's hard to imagine. Right. Like I was really happy about the news that everyone will be eligible by May 1st. Yeah. Like, overall, that's 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 great news. Absolutely. And I'm 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 choosing to believe it. But, um, you know, what's funny, I was like on a high for a couple minutes thinking, because in my brain, I translated that to I'm getting vaccinated May 1st. And that's not <laughs> that's not what's going to happen. Right, that's not, right. We're not all going to get a shot on May 1st. What's going to happen is we're going to have to get slots and and find times and find openings and find the right Walgreens or whatever. Um, and it will unfold over the, the, the summer. I'm feeling cautiously optimistic. I don't love the idea of people go into an office again. I just right. can't mentally wrap my head around that. It's really, it's really difficult. I want to be optimistic, but I think instead what I'm going to be is just attentive and like just pay attention. You know, it really, I feel like I've been cycling through optimism and pessimism throughout this. You know, my buddy Tommy said this to me the other day, uh, and this only vaguely applies, but I just thought it was so good. He read somewhere, and I'll ask him so we can link it in the show, that a better many people approach their their life or like raising a kid or something like that as a carpenter like you are building it you are in control of it when really when you approach like a complex problem or you are growing something you should be a gardener which is kind of checking oh. in on the thing as it unfolds rather than making sure it does a certain thing and i have no control over this at all and i can't even really garden this you know but i like the mental place of saying I just have to deal with exactly what's happening today. I really like that. That's a good mindset. And like, I think this is one of those situations where it's okay to be reactive. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're reacting to the you're reacting to the news and information that that changes very often. That's so much, man. I'm glad we talked about this. Um, I know it had nothing to do with the question um, this week, askers, and it was probably a, a strange little segue um, from where we usually do our in conclusion. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? Like this podcast and, you know, talking to you, Jen, it helps me remember that we are going through this together. And it's like the cheesiest shit in the world to say, like, we're all going through this together. Because, like, honestly, pe people are going through this in very different ways, depending on how much money you have. Right. But I feel like, you know, let's let's talk about it and let's let's accept the feelings that we have and, and deal with them and process them as they come up. Ooh, ooh, I have a metaphor. Ooh, give it. So, you know, uh, because I drop it every couple episodes, I was an athlete mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, I ran cross country in high school and in college. And a big part of cross country, because it takes place outside, obviously, is the weather. And cross country season is in the fall and it usually concludes in November, which in our area of the country is rarely good weather. 
So cross country is very difficult for that reason because you're battling uh, terrain like hills, grass, dirt, and also like wind and rain. And something um, high sc- my high school coach said like everyone at this race today, like all of the teams, all of our opponents are all facing the same weather. And I always loved that because uh, she said it to like be like, hey, make no excuses. Like we all need to work hard. We're all dealing with this. As in like, hey, it's not just going to be hard on our team. It's going to be hard on everyone. Yeah. And um, I like that. I like that. And you're, you're totally right, Trin, that like it's not it's not totally equal. Like some people in this metaphor have umbrellas. Right. And can afford can afford shelters. But in your circle of friends, we all are dealing with the weather. Right. We're all dealing with really difficult weather right now. And you, you kind of know like some people are, are, are doing OK and some people are having a harder time. And when you said uh, we're all in this, we're all going through this together, it reminded me of that. Yeah, man, that's fast. I love the, um, yeah, some of us have fucking umbrellas because capitalism. You and I, Jen, you know, we're not, uh, we're obviously not part of like the ultra wealthy. We're not a Bezos of, of, of something. No, of we're something. not the 1%, right. no. But we are very, we are very privileged people. Absolutely. We are able to do things to help keep ourselves safe that lots of people can't. And it's still hard. And I feel like we all need to talk about it and these feelings as we come out of this pandemic situation. Uh, God, again, it doesn't even feel real to say that because it's going to be fucking hard to transition and 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 living in the moment um, or like living with the situation you have day by day is very, very difficult. Um, So let's fucking talk about it. Yeah, I bet we're going to start getting questions in our inbox about how do I hang out with people again or how do I talk to yes. people again? I bet that's what's coming because all year long, our questions have been reflecting the environment we're all in. So I bet that's I bet that's yes. what's coming. Jen, you're totally right. And I and I've been thinking about it like already. So, uh, yeah. And when you have those questions, please send them in. Uh, you can go to friendshippingpodcast.com and there is a little tab at the top and it says get in touch. And when you click that, it will take you to a place where you can ask us a question uh, to the Friendshipping Podcast. Or if you find websites to be frightening and confusing, you may email us friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow us on Twitch or on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship, just like our theme song. Thank you so much, Ian Parman, for editing. Thank you, Molly Lewis, for creating and singing our theme song. Thank you, Monica Verma, our literary agent. Thank you, Lauren Gallagher, for all of your design work on all of our bullshit. And thank you, audience, for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem. Um, Trin, how do we start again? Oh, Trin, preview the question for us. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, okay.